empowered by the Constitution, strengthened by the Bill of Rights, the American citizen was bestowed with the power and responsibility of civic engagement. Today, your voice is needed now more than ever, yet barriers stand in the way. How to start, where to begin, it can be confusing and overwhelming. We're here to help you take that leap, breaking down those barriers, providing you with the tools and knowledge to take on civics undaunted. Hello everybody, it's Patrick Johnson here with another solo cast this week. Next week I promise we will be back with our regular interview format. But I want to take a few minutes this week to talk about something that is coming up that is very, very important in the world of civics and civic engagement, and that is the midterm elections of 2022. And today we're at an important milestone. There are 77 days left until the midterm elections. And we have basically ended primary season. And everybody who has ballot access and will be on the ballot in November is decided across all the different states. And so I want to take time today to really just hone in on what this part of the election season is, what's on the ballot, and what you can do in the next 77 days to help support American democracy, get any candidate that you support or ballot measure that you support passed, and just sort of quickly break down tangible things you can do because this period, these 77 days are the quickest part of election season for any campaign. It goes so fast. And if you want to be engaged with any of these campaigns, if you want to be engaged in getting additional voters to ballot box, or just you want to have everything understood before you go in and vote. Now's the time to start preparing. So what's on the ballot? It's simple. Three things can be on the ballot in November, and it can vary by state. But for the most part, it is elected positions. It's U.S. Senate seats, U.S. House of Representatives. Uh, For most states, it's statewide offices like governor, treasurer, secretary of state, etc. And for most states, it is the state legislature, your state senate, your state house. It is potential ballot measures. Some states have individual ballot measures that the people can vote on. Those will be on the ballot. And then lastly, it is potentially any amendments to the state constitution once again. This is not all states, but for some states. So those are three things that could be on the ballot in November for you. Why does it matter? It matters because it is the one duty that we as citizens are endowed with in the Constitution. Most of the Constitution has 
really the rules for how the legislature works, how the executive branch works, the judicial branch. It's a fairly short document all in all, but it just frameworks out the responsibilities of the government to the people. The one thing in the Constitution that is for the people to the government is the right to vote and the expectation and responsibility to vote for your representatives. And this is the opportunity we have every two years to elect our leaders into government for the next two, four, six years, depending on what type of election it is. With 77 days left, what can you do? So first and foremost, the one thing that I would say to do today is to go to vote 411 and check your voter registration. If you take nothing away else away, go check your voter registration. Make sure you are registered to vote. All states have a limited window of time in which you can register to vote. And then if you're not registered, you cannot vote in November. So that is number one. And I promise you that I will remind you again before this podcast is over. Other things you can do. Now's the time to go and research your candidates or research any ballot measures. With the ballot set, primaries are over. You can find out by going to Ballotpedia who the candidates are for the different offices in your district, state, etc. And then I highly recommend if you have a local newspaper, go to that local newspaper and look up those candidates or those ballot measures because they will have the most in-depth reporting of any possible outlet. You know, national media, the bigger papers may tackle some of the Senate races. But other than that, it's going to be local media to really understand who your candidates are. And once again, I can also recommend Ballotpedia usually has links if they are incumbent candidates where you can link and learn about their prior experience. Um, Not every candidate has it, but they're the best one that I've come across. It really breaks it down. Step two, once you know you registered the vote, once you have started researching candidates, identify your polling location. We were in a redistricting year. Locations could have changed. Not all polling locations are the same year to year. So please check because the last thing you want to do is drive 20 minutes to your polling location and it not be the one you need to go to and you're out of time. Create a plan. This sounds weird that you would need a plan to vote, but statistically it has been proven over and over again that if someone writes out a plan, and it doesn't have to be complicated, it can literally be, I need to be to work at 9, I want to get to the polling place at 8, I'm going to leave my house at 7.30, and you just jot it all down on paper, boom, good to go. But by planning your day, it does something in 
your brain as I point to my noggin. Making a plan allows you to be a successful voter. And it also gives you the opportunity to then share your plan with others or make plans with others. Cause I'm like, oh yeah, no, I could go too. And maybe you and a couple of friends say, we'll go vote and then we'll go grab breakfast at the diner or whatnot. And you can kind of make it an event and become a voter with a plan. You can talk about it and it just ultimately creates better voter turnout. It doesn't sound like it would, Trust me, it does. Lastly, if you are truly into a candidate or there's a ballot measure that really speaks to your heart, you can show your support. You can ask for yard signs. You can volunteer for the campaigns, the phone bank or text bank or to go knock doors. Or even... If you don't want to do any of that, you can make a post on social media and explain why you support this specific ballot measure or this specific candidate. That is basically everything that you should really be doing in the next 77 days. I could go in depth on probably each one of those bullet points to a deeper level and kind of expand on other little things you can do. But the biggest thing I can stress is go and check your voter registration and make sure that you are registered to vote. And thank you for being a voter. Looking forward to hearing about all your successes come November. And we will be back next week with an interview to talk about civic engagement in a more deep dive, like usual. Have a good day, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Civics Undaunted podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, can you please head on over to podchaser.com and leave a rating or review? These ratings make a big difference and really help get our podcast noticed. So it would be much appreciated if you could go on over there. Civics Undaunted is a production of the Civics Institute, and it is produced and edited by Katie Kacharski. Please visit www.thecivicsinstitute.com to learn more. Thank you again for listening, and have a great day.